GrowCFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO Show. And today we're going to talk about CFO training. And I've got Dan Wells back with me. Hello, Dan. Hello, Kevin. Dan, CFO training. I mean, we, we were talking about this the other day. And the thing that I think we both mentioned was that there isn't really a good single place to go to, other than, of course, Grow CFO, to get CFO training. And just thought it was worth talking about that that whole subject of CFO training and and why that's the case, and why why do you think there isn't a good place to go to to get all your CFO training together? It's a very good question, that Kevin. I mean, it, it really takes me back to the early days of Crow CFO and and why we set up the business. So. I remember lots of finance leaders in my network sort of coming up to me and asking me, you know, where they could go for training. Um, and, you know, like anyone, I, I was keen to help them and, you know, had a good look around, you know, did some Googling. And as you say, it was really hard to find anywhere. Um, I could find, you know, various sort of random courses or videos or, or maybe the odd blog here and there, but there was nothing really that pulled it all together. Um, and, and the thing that really struck me, Kevin, in answer to your question is there didn't seem to be anybody out there who was really dedicating their business towards training CFOs. And th- there were lots of people that were kind of happy to do a little bit of it to you know, expand their network or, or maybe as part of their marketing efforts. But there just didn't seem to be any other businesses that were really focused on it. And I, I suppose it starts from the point, Dan, there is no qualification to be a CFO. That's right, Kevin. There, there isn't one. And, and obviously, you know, as you're aware, we, we've worked hard to sort of build a whole syllabus to make sure that, you know, that's no longer the case. But, but, but yeah, we, I mean, obviously, there's a lot out there to help train up accountants. But, you know, that's very much sort of qualifications at the start of people's career. And whilst, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that is helpful, um, actually, people you know, have very different needs and, and require, you know, a completely different skill set to become a finance leader. I, I suppose the change, Dan, at this stage is that when you're a head of finance or a financial controller, you're, you're what I would refer to as the inward face of finance. You're the person at the top of the finance function, responsible for how the numbers are crunched, responsible for the governance, responsible for all those internal reports that are going out in the business and so on. But when you become the CFO, you switch to being the outward face of finance because you're looking to the the rest of the C-suite, to the customers, to the investors, and so on. And that's a very, very different set of skills. You were were trained when you got your accounting qualification to do all the inward-facing stuff, but you were never trained to do the outward-facing. That's right, Kevin. It's it's a complete shift. And most people have spent their careers in finance delivering compliance you know maybe from audit backgrounds as well and um, reporting transactions that have already happened um, but as you say you know suddenly you've got this shift where you're responsible to you know help deliver the business plan getting involved in strategy and change and we've done a lot of work around this over the past few years and you know at the moment most people that are delivering a proper sort of cfo role will be spending at least 60% of their time, i.e. the majority of their time on delivering strategy and change. 
and link to the business plan. And we expect that to accelerate because, you know, a lot of the governance side of things, a lot of the operational stuff is becoming more automated over time. Uh, we actually expect, you know, by a sort of two or three decades time, that will be more like 95% of people's time. So, you know, it is quite alarming, actually, that, you know, a lot of people are you know getting elevated into these roles through, you know, performing really well in, in maybe some more junior roles. Uh, but actually, there just hasn't until now been the CFO training available for them. Yeah. And I think as well, Dan, as you look at that strategy area, there's a there's a big difference between learning something in theory and more academically in the classroom of how to put a strategy together and the practical nuts and bolts of the process that you as a finance leader might have to take your own C-suite team through. There is, Kevin. I mean, it, you know, it is it is very different. And I think you know, really getting involved in that and, and being a valued member of the board and you know, somebody who can be the right hand person to the CEO really does require you to have a you know, very good working knowledge of strategy um, and the confidence to, to know what kind of toolkits you need to use, you know, to have the right kind of skills to really influence people and, and act as a, a leader to the firm, not just a finance function. Yeah, there's something here as well, Dan, about getting that knowledge on a, on a more just-in-time basis. You can go off and learn the theory at any time, but uh, learning the practice, the time to learn the practice is when you've got to do it for real, isn't it? It, it, it is, Kevin, and you know, by then it's probably become pretty urgent, actually, and you, yeah. know, you, you often find that you are quite reactive in the role. You know, suddenly something comes up and... Yeah, you wish you could just instantly go and access a load of videos or podcasts or training courses on that particular topic. Um, I mean, obviously, that's why, as you know, we've tried to structure the platform in the way that we have so that it's very easy to search within the platform over you know, whatever topics it is that you need. Um, and you'll instantly find all the relevant courses, events, you know, workshops, recordings and podcasts that are relevant to that topic. So, yeah, we, we hope that that's helping people. Yeah, it's, I, I think there's, there's something about learning styles. There's something about how do you want to learn. There's something about drip feeding information to people so they can just pick it up in bite-sized chunks. And I, I think that's probably where we are plugging the gap, actually, Dan. Thinking about giving people those little bite-sized chunks as and when they need it. And you don't necessarily have, yes, we've got programs but you don't necessarily have to follow the program from beginning to end. You can dip in, get things from it. You can go into the competency framework and pick things up. And I think we've got a, a really good way of being able to access the information you need at the time you need it. Well, it's interesting, Kevin. I mean, as you say, different people like to learn in different ways. And the big challenge around learning and development is, is something that you know is important and that you should always be doing more of but it's quite hard sometimes to get it up on your priority list when you're sort of battling lots of urgent tasks in a business that's you know maybe growing very quickly or demanding lots of your time from different stakeholders and so you know some people they like the structure of a program you know they like to be forced through it at a certain pace you know the, the sessions going into their diaries so that it's there for them and and they know that they're going to do it and um, but as you say there's other people who yeah, I think they just take comfort from the fact that they know that they've got quick access to things when they need it. 
and and there is a sort of certain safety net within your role especially if you're doing it for the first time and, and maybe under a bit of pressure um, just to know that you've got everything there at your fingertips and you know it's only, only going to take you a few seconds to go and get something when you need it yeah and I, I think as well we've got to bear in mind that there's a huge variety in CFO roles you know? no two CFOs are the same and I, I tend to think a CFO sitting in sort of one of three boxes you're either what I'd look at as an operational CFO where your main thing, it might not just be ops in finance, but it's ops across the business. It's making sure everything ticks along and you've got the, you've got a tab on your costs. You've got a tab on your profits and, and everything like that. Then there's the, the strategic CFO who's looking far more into the future. And then there's the, what I'd call the wall street CFO. Who's the guy who's probably got a big, big, um transaction background fundraising background and in fact increasingly that type of cfo isn't an accountant he could be coming in from a banking background or so on um and the the needs of those three people or three types of people are very very different they are kevin and, and certainly we're we're doing a lot of research in this at the moment we're seeing lots of men and women coming from a whole range of different backgrounds i mean no surprise you're still getting a, a steady flow of people from the traditional um you know, audit or accounting type backgrounds i think there'll always be an element of that um, but as you say there's a lot more people coming from strategy roles from banking roles and you know, the, the way i think about it is you know people know what they know and people know what they don't know but actually, you, know, you don't know what you don't know. And depending on which of those routes you come from, you're, you're going to have a pretty good awareness of certain aspects of the role. But actually, there's always going to be gaps out there that either you, you know you don't know or actually you just you, you don't even know is important and, and that you need to learn. And the, the thing I love about the competency framework, I, I do believe it's pretty unique in that it's the only thing I've ever seen out there which acts as a toolkit to allow you to you know, scan across all the different skills and competencies you need to be a CFO and, and really properly work out where your gaps are. Now, Dan, I'm going to stop you for a minute there. You've mentioned the competency framework. There could be folk listening to this podcast who've, who've never come across the Grow CFO competency framework before. Can you just describe what it is for a moment, please? Absolutely, Kevin. So the Grow CFO competency framework is something that we've been building over the past couple of years. And we've taken the perspectives of people across the entire ecosystem. So, you know, obviously we've spoken to lots of CFOs, you know, people that have, have had great careers in that role. Uh, we've also spoken to CEOs, chairs, NEDs, COOs, you know, other people across the leadership team. Uh, we've spoken to lots of the stakeholders across businesses as well. So investors, advisors, um, spoken to lots of recruiters um, and further afield. And we've, we've tried to get every angle on the role to understand all the different skills and competencies required. And, and what we've done is we've pulled together the competency framework, which has nine competencies in and five skills within each of them. So that's 45 skills in total. And people will use our ratings guidance PDF to determine whether they are at a beginner, intermediate or advanced level against each of the 45 skills. And then what they'll do is they'll submit that through a digital um, form. And then once they've done that, we will provide them with a peer group benchmarking report so that they can determine how they rank against each 45 skills against their peer group. 
Um, and then there'll be links to the 45 courses that address each of the different skills. And um, there'll be links to the, you know, the podcast, the event recordings, the show notes, you know, and everything else that they need to really be successful against those. Yeah, because we're going through a big exercise at the moment of looking at every podcast recording, every video session that we've recorded that wasn't necessarily specifically against one of those 45 and trying to retrospectively tag it back to the framework, aren't we? We are, Kevin, and I think that's going to be really powerful within the platform because it's going to allow people to very quickly access everything that's relevant to any specific skill, which you know either they, they feel is a gap in in their development or, or alternatively just something that you know, has become very important in their priority. Mm, yeah. So Dan, you mentioned benchmarking against peer group. How would you define a peer group? Well, it's interesting what you said earlier, Kevin, because you know there are different types of CFOs, as you said. Um, there are also, of course, um, people at different stages of their career as well. So we split the peer groups in two ways. So we can very easily benchmark people um, depending on what stage they're at in their career. Um, yeah. So, for example, you know, aspiring CFOs, so maybe people that are you know, three to five years out from landing their first role, um, or first-time CFOs who have been doing it for less than sort of three to five years, um, or alternatively those that are more experienced but you know, may have skills gaps as the role continues to evolve. So, um, so that's how we look at it in terms of the people's stage of their career. Um, but also we look at it against the type of business they're in as well, um, because depending on the business, you know, that will have a big impact on exactly kind of what the demands are within their CFO role. So we look at the ownership structures of businesses, we look at the sizes of the companies, and we also sort of consider the industry groups as well. Mm. So that that's actually gives you, therefore, a, a very powerful piece of benchmarking information it's not just saying that you're you're at an advanced level in competency one you're at an intermediate level of competency 25 and you're at a, a very basic level of competency 43 it's it's then saying well for people in your industry at your stage of your career here's what we'd expect to find here's your results against that so very quickly you can see where you're better than average and where you're worse than average that's right, Kevin. It, the report's really good because it allows you to very quickly work out you know, where your biggest gaps are. Um, but of course, you know, it's not just about how big your gaps are. It's about what's really relevant to your role and, and the type of career you want to enjoy as well, because you know, people can complement their skills with their wider team. You know, if you've got a gap somewhere, mm. you, might, you might choose to hire to address a skills gap rather than try and become a master of everything. So you know, some people actually, they rather than focusing on their gaps, they actually want to really sort of strengthen their their, their strongest areas and just yeah. learn as much as they can in those. And just thinking of the future CFO program, and an early thing we ask everybody to do on the future CFO program is is take the competency framework, so they know how they how they rank. And then module three, I sit down with them in module three and start talking about fast tracking your development plan. And it's all about exactly what you're saying there. Fine, you've seen lots of gaps, but which gaps are the important ones to you? Which, which are the ones that you're going to need to do something about in the next six months, 12 months, 24 months? Which ones are further down the road? Um, what do you want to be known, known for? Do you want to become a master in these areas? 
and have a career of jumping between company being, say, the master of, co of corporate turnaround or the master of taking companies through a stage A, stage B fundraising exercise or the master of selling a business? Or do you want to be a generalist CFO? No. The, the set of competencies, the set of skills you want to build, depending on the direction you want to take your career, is going to be very different. So focus on becoming good at the few things that are really relevant to your role and not necessarily trying to get a grip of everything because you'll never succeed at that. There's too much. That's right, Kevin. I think when people are selecting the right type of CFO training for them, it's partly about what kind of training you want and also which areas you want to get trained on. Yeah. And you know what we've tried to do, we've tried to make sure that no matter you know what roles they're in, no matter whether they've got company sponsorship for training or if it's something they're going to self-fund, you know, we want to make sure that every CFO has access to training to help people really take control of their careers and, and not just be at the mercy of whatever experience you happen to come across along the way. So, you know, some people, you know, they're quite happy to, you know, work within the platform and you know, they can do that within the Grow CFO premium subscription, which you know, is affordable to any finance leader, regardless of, of where they're funding it. And, but others, you know, they, they want to take it that next step further by getting involved in a, you know, a program which is very structured and you know, very easy to work through. Um, others, they, they very much benefit from the one-to-one -one professional mentoring from the, you know, the wide pool of, of expert professional mentors that we have in the programme. So you know, everyone's in control of their CFO training. Um, I, th I think it's really important that people do it so that you, know, you are in control of your career. Um, and certainly, you know, we are you know, really proud to be helping so many people. I think, Dan, that right at the start here, there's the, of this, there's a philosophy, are we selling a training programme? Or are we selling a membership? And we came down on the side of membership for, for pretty much the reasons that you just stated there. That yes, you may come into Grow CFO and you may pick up one of our programs within there, but we're trying to put together a whole series of resources that are relevant to you at whatever stage of your career you're at. And there's always going to be something there to pick up for whatever the next situation is that you find yourself in. Yeah. just because you you join us and you do the future CFO program, you get to the end of that, you move into a CFO role. Well, there's a whole load of things you then find out about that you need to know on top of what you found out already. And you can pick those up by going deeper into the competency framework and deeper into some of the, the, the those skills modules on there. Yeah. That's right, Kevin. And yeah, you know, I think that the other thing that people have found really helpful, and we've had a lot of requests for this early on, um, is actually the CFO qualification certificates that people get from doing our programs. So you know, anyone who does the future CFO program or the CFO program will get a certificate at the end um, to put in the sort of qualification section of your LinkedIn profile um, and also for your CV. And, and I think it's a great way to really differentiate yourself amongst the CFO community to show that you know, you're very well motivated, you know, you're, you're aware of your gaps, you know, you're working hard to address the areas that, that you think are priorities to your career. 
um, and to really sort of just stand out amongst your peer group. So, yeah, it's great to see that lots of people are getting involved in the CFO training programs. It's great to see that the qualification certificates are going onto people's LinkedIn profiles and CVs. Um, and as I say, you know, our, our passion and pride is around helping people to have a great career. So, you know, we're really enjoying doing that. Yeah. And there's something in here as well about the right level of support. I and mean, we're not just trying to be an online training program. There's the idea that you can go talk to your peer group. You can ask questions because let's face it, an awful lot of the things the CFO faces aren't black and white. There's no real right or wrong answer with a lot of things. Um, you know, you can talk to your peer group and say, well, if you were in this situation, what did you try? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Um, which can come down to any part of business change. You can also be talking about financial systems. And you can be saying to your peer group, well, I've got this problem. I want to automate X. I want to automate Y. Have you done this? What did you use? How was it for you? And from that point of view, we've got that super resource in the finance system survey that we've done for the last couple of years, Dan. That's that's really asking the community what they use and what they like. Um, So the training in, in broad terms doesn't just mean doing structured courses it means having the opportunity to talk to your peers talk to other experts and so on and it's one reason we do the situation room every other friday you've got a question there's a forum that you come to and you're probably bound to find somebody in the situation room that knows a little bit about what you've got the question in um and just think about last friday we had a brilliant conversation about uh should you use a planning package or an excel spreadsheet when you're putting your budget together and that was, a, that was a really interesting conversation. And again, there's no right answer. <laughs> That's right, Kevin. And you know, we, we talk in Grow CFO a lot about peer group programs. And you know, we, we do about 250 events a year, which you know, on average is about one every working day. And it, we try and make them more interactive style events. So you know, you'll, you'll see everyone on screen. It, it will be very much group conversations led by you know, professional mentors and, and experts you know, in any particular subject. And the thing that always really strikes me each week, and I think you know, most people would agree with this in the sessions, is that you know, no matter who asks the questions or you know, whichever part of that topic you're talking about, um, everybody in the room benefits because yeah. these types of things you know if it's a problem for someone or it's an area that they're focusing on the chances are whether it's now or in a future role you know it's going to be a problem for most people and you know i, I love the fact that people are learning from each other you know I, I love it actually when you know the the peers start talking to each other and, and providing pointers to each other as, as well as their experts helping them uh, because i think it really just sort of shows you know what grow cfo is all about and, and the impact that we can make as a finance leader community yeah so if you've liked what you've heard today about uh, CFO training and you want to find out more and come across to growcfo.net, if you're not a member already, become a member. You know, talk to myself, talk to Dan. You can, find, you can access us through the messaging system in the community. You can find us on LinkedIn. Um, and we'd be more than happy to tell you more about what goes on in GrowCFO. Absolutely. Re- really looking forward to, to meeting people and you know, come join the community and you know, enjoy the benefits that, that we can bring. So. Yeah. Brilliant, Dan. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm.